Hey guys, Dr. Ashley Dash here, founder of National Black Man Day. So today I have the honor, the privilege, the pleasure of introducing Mr. Robert Wilson Jr., our official National Black Men Day facilitator for three years in a row. So I'm super excited to actually turn the tables on him and give him the spotlight that he all so wonderfully magically deserves. So go ahead, lock in and get ready for all the juicy nuggets. We're about to change some lives and have some transformational experiences and conversations. Let's go. Oh my gosh, I am so excited. This is Dr. Ashley Dash, the founder of National Black Man Day. And I've been waiting in anticipation for this moment for so very long. On the screen in front of me, who do we see? Who do we have but Mr. Robert Wilson Jr., our official National Black Man Day facilitator. I'm so excited to have you here with us today. What's going on? Thank you for having me. I am excited. I am feeling great and honored to be a part of this wonderful new holiday. This new, well, not even, not new, new no more. This year, number three. Um, and this new tradition. Still a little new. Still, Still a little new. new. I just feel appreciated and I feel welcomed. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Um, I feel like. I hope you're not nervous, but I hope you're a little nervous because I feel like you have interviewed me several times, right? You have been just kind of putting me out there and I appreciate that you've, of course, been interacting with all of our guests for the last three years, but we never actually give you the opportunity to put the spotlight on you. So this is your chance. This is your opportunity. And this is my very selfish reasons to really get and learn some information, for, not only for myself, but for everyone to know, to be honest, just how dope you are, the amazing things you've been doing over the years and just how you're continuing to elevate. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to like shift gears a little bit. We're going to put the spotlight on you and really going to highlight you as a wonderful speaker um, for National Black Man Day. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm super, super excited. So my very first question, all right? Actually, before I get into my questions, let me let you do your thing. Let me let you introduce yourself personally. First of all, and let's say 90 seconds or less, who is Mr. Robert Wilson Jr.? You know, I ask people yes. that question all the time. <clears throat> and I'm like, why is that so difficult for people to answer? And then you just ask me, I don't know. Um, Robert sure. Wilson Jr. is a lover of life. I enjoy the small things and I like to take in those small, precious, intimate moments. Um, I'm a creator. I'm a, I have a creative mindset. I'm a podcaster. I'm an educator and I'm an explorer. Um, I love going through these different phases of life where I'm learning more about myself and what I like to do and what I don't like to do. And at the same time, I'm um, propelling myself forward. But above everything else, I am a promoter of positivity. Um, I always have an optimistic outlook on things and I always want to encourage others to achieve their goals and their dreams and to let them know, <clears throat> excuse me, that they can do it. You can do it. You're going to get obstacles at life thrown at you and curveballs thrown at you. And sometimes you're going to knock them out of the park. Sometimes you're going to jump right over that obstacle. And sometimes they're going to trip you up and knock you down, but dust yourself off and try again. Just told my age with that. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> no, we're not gonna, we didn't talk about that. We're not going anywhere. So two things I wanted to say, I think that's kind of one of the things we actually share. Um, I call it like that irritating, annoying positivity. Like I'm also like kind of that person, like, you know, the building burned down, like is everybody safe? We're all good. There's no problems, right? Of course, obviously there's problems, but you know, it's just easier for me to kind of get through the tough times with the positivity. So I definitely relate to you on that. One thing that you said, you talked about, you know, going through different phases of life. If you could kind of identify your group, the current phase that you're in or transitioning to, what would that be? <clears throat> yes. Um. Wow. I think feel different, don't you? When you you sitting in that on that well, side, you got me. Doesn't... You got me extra thinking. Sorry, I turned on my AC a little bit more. I'm getting hot. Getting asked me these <laughs> questions. Um. You know what's funny? I think right now. I'm entering into the phase known as, or I'm, I'll coin the, not coin the phrase, but I'll call it financial stride. Um, thank the Lord. My student loans are about to be, I'm just going to, we're going to be super transparent. Super I have transparent. 15, I love it. I have 15 months left to make payments on my student loans. I have about 70, $70,000. So that's $70,000 that is gone off my credit report. Gone. Right. Um, it also opens the door for me to explore. I mean, the door to open to explore other career options has already been open. It's always open. But <clears throat> after this is this debt is gone. Now it's re- it's wide open because part of the reason I stayed in education was to get the loans forgiven. I mean, I love what I do, but I'm like, hey, you're going to pay for my loans if I stay here. Then I need to stay and get this taken care of. Um, but. Mm-hmm. I bring that up because <clears throat> I personally personally paid off a lot of my debts. I'm making more money than I ever have been. Um, my podcast is doing extremely well. I'm continuing to get new opportunities like this. And I'm starting to see my debt go down and my earnings go up. So I'm like, oh, I'm hitting that stride that I've seen so many of my other friends and positive influences in my life hit. And I'm like, oh, it's my turn. I'm starting to see wow, these things that used to bother me don't bother me. These bad habits I no longer have. These opportunities are increasing. So that's that's where I would say I am headed. And it's, it's scary. It's now. It's scary. Oh, but yes. Scary. Okay, we're going to come back <laughs> to this. We're going to put a pin in the scary part because we've talked about that before. But I just want to say, first of all, I'm excited for you. Congratulations, because I feel like you're like a giver. Like you're one of those people that's always showing up for other people. You're always providing value. Like you're always like that go-to person. I hate to use that phrase, but that go-to person. So I love, love, love hearing that. You know what? The tables is turned. That's why I felt like it was so important this year to put the spotlight on you because you're doing amazing things, but we need to let the world know, hey, things are changing. Things are upgrading, right? We moving forward. So I'm so happy to hear this. Thank God, $70,000. Go ahead and put hands up. Look for the Lord for that right there, <laughs> right? Because that's amazing. So, congratulations. We need to have like a little, I don't know, burning of the letter or a little party or yes. something. I'll have to come through virtually or something. You know, we need to have a little celebration for that. But okay, let's get into a couple of questions surrounding the day, National Black Man Day. And then we'll get into a couple of other things that you talked about specifically your podcast, right? Because that's kind of how we can, one of the, one of the ways we have connected several times. Mm-hmm. So, my first question is, I talk to a lot of people about National Black Man Day, right? But you've been here 
since the beginning like since it was kind of like a thought and it kind of was like okay we gonna do this <laughs> i don't know how to do this but we gonna do this right <laughs> right and uh we were all confused together but excited yeah what made you sign up when you we didn't really know what was happening it was literally just like a thought like a conversation like i want to do this i don't know how but we're going to make it happen what made you say yes based on like nothingness to be perfectly honest um, two things. Uh, one of the things that has been repeated over the last, I would say, month, month and a half, um, just in conversations with people is people uh, buy people buy people before they buy products. So when it comes to whatever it is you're doing in life, the buck is really going to stop at you, who you are as a person. That That's a big deciding factor for me, because if I don't rock with you, I can't support it. If I don't think everything's on the up and up or you got your stuff together, I can't support it. So first of all, the fact that it was you, you already had me about 90% there because I've worked with you personally. You helped my career. Um, you helped me transition in a very, very, very tough point in my life. Um, and I know you about your business, right? So I was like, okay, well, Dr. Dash is doing it. First of all, I know she's not going to play. Secondly, I know it's going to turn out awesome. Um, secondly, it's about black men. <laughs> and I'm a black man. And it's selfless because it has nothing to do with you personally. Um, mm -hmm. you, you're doing this. Your intentions were pure in doing this for black men. So I'm like, wow. That's amazing, and that's something that is never talked about or even really thought about. Um, I'm surprised that this day doesn't exist. <laughs> um, I was so, surprised too. <laughs> yeah, like when you said it, I was like, but then, you know, when we talked about it, it was, well, I, I didn't know, but at the same time, I wasn't surprised to find out that it hadn't because I'm like the stigma and stereotypes around the black man, but. Those are the two main reasons why I did it. You know, uh, I think the the purpose of it was excellent. And then, of course, you know, you as a person. Well, thank you for that. You know, I like to pat myself on the shoulders, but no, um, I'm super excited. You know, I really feel like building relationships, really authentic, deep relationship is really something that I value. So I appreciate that, you know, you're willing to put yourself out there for this. You've been doing an amazing job. People know you. When I talk about, I always say, official black men day facilitator like this like legit for me right um because it was always been a conversation around you know some people are down for the cause when it comes for like a woman creating the day and like empowering um black men and like like some people to be honest who weren't down for the cause we got a couple of feed negative feedback because i'm black so i felt it was important to have a partnership you know with a black man who i trusted who i knew would show up and it was just natural so when you said he was down i was like yes it's like things just started lining up and coming into place right so mm -hmm. this is so exciting so we know this year right we not only had national black mandate but we had a whole partnership right we had a lot of things happening yes so let's jump into that real quick so for those of you who are unaware you shouldn't be unaware but if you're unaware we partnered with the black family magazine right um it's a new magazine that was established this year and we got featured National Black Man Day and all these speakers got featured um, in the magazine for the June and July issues with Mr. Les Brown Ooh. on the cover, right? <laughs> Tell me about that. When you, I sent that information over to you, I was like, hey, are you interested? Tell me what went through your mind, what thoughts was happening. Well, like I said earlier, um, the season that I'm in, um, that, that stride season, and it was just 
another opportunity and more confirmation. Like, um, the other thing that really went through my mind, I need y'all to take this the right way. This is not jealousy. This is from an admiration standpoint. I go on LinkedIn every morning for my my boost of positivity because LinkedIn, I've never seen anything negative on it. But those are people posting their achievements, what they're doing, what they're getting done. And sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I had more to put up there. Like, I love seeing these stories. And so when this opportunity came, I'm like, oh, (laughs) one, this is a part of me to connect with other strong black men, leaders in their communities. And two, this is a chance for me to step up and step out and share my message with others. So, you know, it was it was just a beautiful collaboration and I'm super honored. Yes, and like we're going to be all over social media. We've already been all over social media, but it's just so exciting to to see Black Man Day and then see Les Brown's face on the cover. I was like when I saw the preview, <laughs> I was like I didn't I didn't I wasn't actually prepared for that. So, I'm excited. So, okay. So, of course, we have National Black Man Day. We have the Black Women I mean, Breakthrough. They have the magazine, but we have one more thing to talk about, right? Yeah. I think if I'm not mistaken, somebody is about to be an author. Is, is that right now? Is somebody about to be authoring a book? <laughs> yes. 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 Let's talk yes. about the Black Men Unmuted collaboration. Let's tell me about that. The Black Man Unmuted collaboration. Wow. Um, having an opportunity to voice my thoughts and feelings about how I feel about our people and black men and what my message is and what my purpose is again as a collective and you know surrounding this this noble event and just being connected with the people of ugh, it being a part of such a big thing I was just I was like wow I cuz I've never I've always wanted to write a book but you know what's funny when I went through the process and did my writings, I didn't realize until the end, I'm like, oh, shoot, like this, this makes me an author. <laughs> like, yeah, it didn't really you're hit an me. Author. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited. I'm honored. Um, this collaboration has been absolutely fantastic. And I hope you all get your copies. Yes, it will ha- look, we'll definitely have the link for you to get the copies because it's important, right? I feel like I haven't really seen a lot of current information around Black men, I'll say presented in this way from a variety of different people, sources, age groups. Like we got a little bit of everything. We got, you know, the button up professionals and we got the swag in. I feel like that's what I wanted National Black Men Day to be. Just not about the button up, although there's nothing wrong with that. I wanted everyone, regardless of age, personality, how they grew up, who they hang with, what they do to really be here in a safe space, right? And to be excited. So can you tell us, can you give us like a tidbit, a little bit about, you know, a piece of what you put in the book when you are going through the writing process, there's something you can lead into, but not give away too much. I'll give a little bit. Um, A little bit. One of the things um, I focused on was part of my journey um, transitioning from South Carolina to, um, the DMV area and just some of the things that were on my mind. But my main focus was uh, I love connecting people Uh, through my podcast. I connect with complete strangers all the time. I venture to say 90% of the people that are guests on my podcast are people I do not know. I never met. I just saw what they were doing on social media, thought it would be cool to have a conversation with them, send them a message. We had a conversation. 
And from that, I realized life is easier when we work together, when we pull resources, when we stop trying to carry the load, when we stop trying to be, you know, number one all the time or the only one or we want to get it out the mud or I got it the hard way. Why would you do it the hard way when you can do it the easier way with like-minded people? Um, so that's really what I focused on. That's all That's all I can give y'all right now. Well, you can give us, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, like that works for me. So let's transition into your podcast, right? Um, so you are the founder, the creator of FME from my experience podcast, right? Yes. What was the genesis for that? I've been on there a couple of times. And I have to be honest. This is always like a blast. Like, I feel like I'm just like <laughs> chatting it up. Like, it doesn't feel like an interview. It just feels like, like we're talking, like we would normally talk on the phone. Like it's crazy. Um, and I feel like I've listened to your other interviews with other people and it sounds like the same way. Like, it just sounds like y'all just having a dope conversation. Like what was the genesis for that? <laughs> I want to point out something that you pointed out to me about my podcast, and this is one of the ways that I know I'm still on the right path, and I'm going to get to your question. Somebody said to me the other day, wow, I've never said this before um, to anybody else, and that's something you pointed out to me that I realized, back to your point of being comfortable, relaxed, having a conversation. When people are comfortable, they open up more. doesn't mean you should take advantage, but that's what I want. I want authentic experiences with people. So that lets me know if someone's comfortable enough with saying something or sharing it with a bunch of people that they don't know for the first time, that means I must be doing something right for them to be that comfortable. And I thank God for uh, just having that ability and thank you for pointing that out because I didn't even realize it. Um, And then when I started paying attention, I was like, a lot of people say that. But um, (laughs) we do. We do. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, so the Genesis, right? (laughs) So my friends used to call me with call me for relationship advice Um, because I'm a very practical person. I don't necessarily look at right or wrong. I tend to look at facts and I'm like, okay, well, what part did you play? What part did they play? Okay, how does this sound to you? I kind of just break it down from an outside perspective. And one of my friends was like, oh, you know, you should start a podcast. So I actually started in college kind of doing it. Um, It wasn't a formal podcast. I would just go live on one of these web streaming websites, which probably isn't open no more, and just have conversations with strangers. Then I uh, decided to formulate it later on in life. I actually formulated, came up with the name, had some co-hosts, and it was actually a different name, which I won't even say, but it was a different name before. And I was going to focus on talking about relationships. But after about... I'd say 10 episodes, I realized "Mm, there's only so much you can say and only so many ways you can word it before it becomes redundant. And I was single at the time. So I'm like, I don't even have my own experiences to pull from. So I was like, well, what would be relevant? Something that someone can listen to today, tomorrow, 10 years from now, and it still be helpful. And I was like, oh, life experiences. So I came up with From My Experience podcast. And the premise of the show was one, to promote positivity, but two, have conversations about topics that are timeless, not just what happened today or what happened this week, because two weeks from now, no one's ever going to care or revisit it. So after working with a few people, um, learning, growing, learning, growing, um, here we are today where now the show is primarily focused on still promoting positivity, but having guests, I really focus on having guests so they can share their entire story. What was it like going to school for you? Um, What are some of the bumps in the road that you hit? And how'd you end up where you are today? 
And more importantly, what message do you have for those that are coming in behind you? Um, and ever since I've made this transition and those changes in the show, it has been absolutely fantastic. Listen, it absolutely has been fantastic. I've been seeing you watching the growth. You know, I'm always in a distance, but I'm always like checking in every once in a while to see how everything's going. Um, because I'm just like, everybody has gifts and talents, right? You guys know I, I am a I am an empowerer, okay? Yes. Of all people. One of my favorite things to say is, you know, black men are the salt of the earth, right? And if you get down with Jesus, you should know what that means. If not, look it up or hit me up and we'll talk about that, right? <laughs> um, so I just think it's so important that black men know that and they know their superpowers. And one of the things I wanted you to know is that your superpower was like, hey, people just, they get comfortable. I got comfortable. I was like, I don't remember talking to anybody else about this. I've done podcasts, I've interviewed, but I ain't shared this you know, information with anybody. So I think when people are walking in their purpose as you are, being able to identify your gifts and talents is so important, right? So I'm super excited for, you know, FME F to continue to be amazing from my experience podcast to continue to grow and present opportunities for you. But I want to jump back to something um, that you mentioned and I want to tie it in to see if it's related. Okay. So just bear with me for a second. Yep. So we talked initially about fear, right? There's some things that were scary, right? And then you mentioned in the Black Men Unmuted collaboration, you talked about like the change moving from um, the South up to the DMV area. Was there fear there? Can you talk a little bit about how fear has played out in your life and your career <laughs> and like kind of how you've managed that or how like that's helped or hindered you? Oh, yes. Um, so there was, there was some fear there, not a lot. Um, and my biggest fear at the time was being able to make a smooth transition. Money was really, really tight. Um, but by the grace of God, I had family up here that already said, hey, you can stay with us. Um, they gave me a reasonable uh, rental rate um, and I already had a job lined up. Now, I will say it wasn't a job that I wanted, but it was going to do what I needed to do in the meantime. So there were a lot of uh, unknowns, which is where the fear really comes from, just not knowing. People are like, oh, you can work for the government. You can do this. You can do that. And then when you get there and you start looking and really poking around, it's like, okay, this is going to be tougher than what I thought. Um, and then you have your own personal things. Like my, one of the personal things that I got over years ago, it didn't. It used to bother me, but it didn't. Sometimes we think we're supposed to be at a certain place in life by a certain age or a certain time, and that will drive you crazy. Um, and I just let that go and just said, you know, whatever God's plan is for me, is being executed perfectly because he's in charge and I just leave it at that. I just leave <laughs> I just leave it at that because yeah, what I had what I had in my mind for myself didn't look like what my life is right now, but I love where I am right now. So, right. who knows? But yeah, that was the fear surrounding that, just a lot of unknowns and just like, okay, yes, one of the goals was to make more money, which I was doing immediately, but I was like is this going to be fulfilling? What type of relationships am I going to have? What is next year going to look like? Those types of questions. So I have questions, right? You know, I have a thousand and one questions. Y'all know me. If y'all don't know me, y'all should know that I'm always going to ask a question personally or professionally. So um, it could be my superpower or it could be not my superpower. Okay. <laughs> Let's put it out there. <laughs> However, you said you, you started F FME, right? Mm -hmm. On relationships and relationship advice, but then when you transition, you don't really talk about relationships like that anymore. Like what was the transition or how did that occur? 
Um, just really thinking about how long I could talk about it and how valuable that that advice was. And typically, uh, me personally, I like to get advice from people who have experience in that field. I was much younger um, and didn't have a ton of relationship experience, but I had a lot. But the other thing I wanted to do is make sure that um, I didn't box myself in. I'm going to contradict myself. I just said I don't like to box myself in, but I also hate having too many options. Don't judge me. But I do. Um, Judgment. And I I felt boxed in by, by just having one topic. So transitioning to from my experience podcast, that's a, I can talk about whatever I want. So um, I do have people who are uh, licensed relationship counselors come on um, and things like that to talk about their field of expertise. That's another thing that I learned. I'm like, hey, if you don't know the information or feel like you can't talk about it, go get somebody who can. Duh. So I started doing that. But I just love the fact that from my experience podcast, it says it all from my experience and your experience is any single part of your life. So now I can talk about whatever I want. I, have to, I don't have to worry about being boxed in by topics or people looking at my show and saying, oh, I already know what this is about. I don't want to listen to it. Right. So my other question is around like you're transitioning, right? So you hit the financial stride. We talked about that. And, you know, student loans going to be paid off, right? Mm -hmm. We know. We know you're an educator, right? And you love and enjoy what you do. However, that bonus on the side is going to be amazing. Can you talk about or are you comfortable sharing some thoughts and ideas of what the transition looks like, which in terms of what could life look like outside of education? Or is education the thing? Um, There's three things that I have on my mind when it comes to this. Um, One, I feel like one day this podcast or myself would be put in a position where I can do this on a larger scale and it could replace all my income. Um, Two, shout out to Carl Van, pulled me in on working on his app, Pass the Peas, which I think is going to (laughs) be extremely successful and that extremely might be- <laughs> successful people i cannot wait sorry i'm gonna put a little plug in right now i cannot wait to bring him on for national black men day and have that conversation i've already talked to him about it so yes um y'all be on the lookout that's gonna be freaking bananas yes i i think that has the potential to do the same thing um but again back to you dr dash after working with you on my resume and realizing what transferable skills really entail and how many I had and me going on LinkedIn, get my positivity jobs pop up and they say, Hey, this looks good for you. This looks good for you. The numbers look a lot different, (laughs) a lot different. And then they have this new thing since COVID, they have this word next to some of these jobs and the word is remote. So (laughs) you're talking to, can we have a moment of silence? For the remote jobs. <laughs> Listen. Yes. Yes. Let me just. Yes, yes, yes. So when I see remote, to me that says you can do what you love anywhere in the world. I told y'all earlier, I don't like to be boxed in, but I also don't like too many choices. However, <laughs> I have actually been looking at one particular uh, organization because I like what they're doing. It's still in the education field, so I can still work with kids. Um, but you know, these are six figure positions that I easily qualify for, but I'm like, hold on, let's pause. Let's, 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 I just want to, 
I just want to pause because y'all may not know, but I'm a money girl and I say this all the time. And I just want y'all to rewind back, okay? And listen to that in the future again, how easily he said, he just let that phrase roll off his tongue because I feel like there was a time when that wouldn't have been the case. True. How, how what now? Say that one again. How easy it is to do what now? <laughs> how easily I qualify for these positions. For what type of positions? Six-figure salary position. There we go. That's that's what. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. I feel like every black man. That should be your baseline. That that's where we start. Okay, that's where we begin. That's not where yes. we end. That's where we start. So, the confidence, the swag, just the you on LinkedIn. Y'all know I love LinkedIn. Like everything. Listen, my work here is done. <laughs> I feel like my work has been done. <laughs> right. So let's transition a little bit into like one more question because I know like we're all ha having fun. So we know we, I work on, you know, I work a resume. We talk about being, resumes being profitable. So profitable resumes, right? And I know for you it was about transferable skills and like kind of doing the research and things like that. But I know the background, it's all about mindset, right? Which yeah. is indicative of what you just said. So can you talk a little bit about that transition from being like, I don't know how this is going to work. Be like, oh, that's it? Oh, let me go do this. Like, you know, and how that actually helped you as a black man. You know what I'm saying? Can you like tie that in together to kind of share with everyone about that? Um, it started with uh, sitting down and saying to myself, well, why don't you feel that way? Um, and part of the reason that I didn't feel that way is because I hadn't realized what all my skills were. And I thought you had to have a master's or a doctorate, yada, 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 so on and so forth. But then I was like, all right, well, what can you do to resolve this issue? Then I started looking at my connections, the people I'm close to, the people who I know are truly helpful. If I pick up and phone, the phone and call you and tell you I need something, and I'm not talking about money, but I'm just like, hey, look over this resume, or what do you think about this situation and scenario? I had a very strong core around me, and they were already successful. And I know a lot of y'all have heard that phrase, like, you know, you're going to be the most similar to your closest five friends or whatnot. So looking at the people I was closest to and where they were in life, I'm like, these people are going to help me get there and I can get myself there. Now, what do I need to do differently? So I had to get rid of some um, habits. One of the ones I say this all the time, <clears throat> excuse me, what I intake. So I stopped following certain stuff on social media, blocking things and stuff like that, because I just needed a more positive mindset. The other thing I started doing was looking at people and seeing what they were doing and how they got there. And a lot of people have similar stories. One day they just got up and decided, I'm tired of my life being where it is. I'm going to do something about it. And that's what I had to do. You know, once I transitioned up here, it was an eye opener. It's like, you can do it. Like you're, you're desirable. You have desirable skills. You're a people person. You have the knowledge, skills, and talent, but you got to execute. You got to get up. You got to shed this fear. Um, and you got to, uh, exude that confidence to let people know, Hey, not only am I qualified, I may be overqualified for this position, but I want this position. So we'll be doing, let's talk numbers. Right. So nothing is out of reach. That's my mindset. Nothing is out of reach. If it's for me, it is for me and I'm going to go after it because the worst thing that someone can say to you is no. And I've been told no a lot of times in life and I'm still here. So if the worst thing you can do is say no, then I'm going to go for it. People, listen, I say, listen, I first of all, I say no all the time, but people say no to people all the time for free. Yeah. Why not go for something to get you paid? I mean, it happens for free anyways. So, okay. 
we've been talking about a lot of things. So many gems were dropped. I'm so excited to really put the spotlight on you. And of course, I'm so thankful to have you as our official Black Men Day, National Black Men Day facilitator for our third year in the row in a row you've been with us from the beginning so it's so dope that you're still here you're still excited you're still passionate and you're here with us is there anything on the horizon that we haven't talked about I haven't asked you about that you really feel like we need to kind of put on blast like this is your platform this is your time to shine tell me what's happening this is the last thing I will leave y'all with don't be a procrastinator Okay, like I was. So yeah, over a year ago, I bought a domain for my website, fmepodcast.com. It is now live. <laughs> um, <What>? I finally <laughs> sat. <laughs> I finally sat and took the time to do what needed to be done, hired somebody to get some work done, and the website is up. Um, and that gives you all a chance to connect with us deeper. Uh, because I'm a writer and shout out to Erica Brooks, the intern for my podcast is a writer. So we really want to one, give you a place where you can come and just be among the From My Experience podcast family. But two, we really want to get y'all to interact on our blog. You can listen to the podcast on there as well, but we want to put some other things in that blog so we can have more of a conversation going back and forth with our listeners. And there'll be more wonderful things to come. We're going to list affiliates so you can see who works with the podcast and you'll have links to go check out what they're doing. Um, we're going to have events and there's a surprise coming, but I will save that. You know, once you uh go to fmepodcast.com, make sure you subscribe so you can... Uh, Get updated on some surprises coming in the near future. Listen, I'm going to subscribe today. Listen, now that I know it's live, look, sign me up. I got you. I'm, I'm going today. All right. Oh, my gosh. This has been so great. This has been wonderful, fantabulous, fantastic. What they say, super super califragilisticexpialidocious. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm aging myself, right? Um <laughs> Robert, thank you, first of all, so much just for your heart, right? For your dedication, for your hard work. It's just, I'm so thankful. I'm just so grateful that we, you know, cross paths that, you know, everything aligned and that you're just here, like pursuing your purpose. And I think that's amazing. And doing that, you're just like, we're connecting. I feel like we're connecting the world, just really connecting Black men, powerful, purposeful Black men. And to have you here and to really have the spotlight on you for all the amazing things you're doing. It's just more than my heart can hold. But I'm not going to, you know, get all emotional and stuff, but I'm excited. <laughs> um, and thank you so much just for being here and just for being you. No problem. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me, to hear me, and to see me. All right, guys. It's time to end this. Unfortunately, however, there's more speakers, more conversations, and more exciting things for National Black Men Day. We'll move on to the next thing. But until next time, see you later. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.